I like spinach, I like kale, I like turnip greens too. I like string beans and collard greens and、uh, Brussels sprouts will do. Welcome to Dr. Yum's Dish. I'm Dr. Namali Fernando, also known as Dr. Yum, and I am a pediatrician and one of the founders of the Dr. Yum Project, a nonprofit organization in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Our mission is to help families make the connection between food and health. And on this show, we hope to talk to interesting guests who really believe and understand the power of that connection. Elizabeth Forst is a local food advocate and farmers market manager in Central Virginia. She is the executive director of Virginia Community Food Connections, a nonprofit that works with farmers markets and other community programs around food access. She is the former farmers market manager of the largest market in our region. She now manages regional and statewide programs that connect low resource families with fresh local foods. Elizabeth has been a partner with the Dr. Yum Project on a number of、um, programs, and I'm so happy to have her here. She happens to be my neighbor as well, and、um, and I'm here with my co-pilot Heidi D. Eugenio from the <laughs> Dr. Yum Project. So welcome. Thank you. So, Great to be here. I know I, I know a lot of listeners may have used a farmers market or been to a farmers market,、um, but maybe some of our listeners haven't. So tell me why you have this love affair with farmers markets. Farmers markets are just a wonderful community resource where people can come to buy and talk about and、yeah. <laughs> roll around in in fresh local food.、Um, farmers are are. Such in- incredibly hardworking people, and this is one great way that they can put their wares directly out there for the community.、Um, so when you shop at a farmers market, you are not just buying food, but you're buying food from the person who grew it, and you get to learn a lot about how that food is grown, many different varieties that then you're going to find at the grocery store. Food at the farmers market is always going to be fresher because it was picked yesterday and transported a very few miles usually,、yeah. um, and it's it's really going to be more delicious because it it wasn't grown to be shipped thousands of miles and stay on store shelves for weeks on end. So、um, the taste, the value,、um, the the varieties, those are the things that I think people really. Find when they come to a farmers market, and there's there's going to be all kinds of things that you can find there. Now, markets in our region primarily sell food. Some markets、uh, also do crafts and that sort of thing. But、yeah. just in that broad food category, you're going to have eggs and and baked goods and meats and cheeses and、um, all kinds of of fruits and vegetables and specialty products、um, added. Added value products that that people are producing,、um, a lot of times from farm raised goods. So、uh, you really find just a, a huge variety, and it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's a fun way to spend a, an hour on a on a Saturday or a, a Tuesday.、Um, it's a great way to to introduce your kids to where food comes from. True.、Um, that whole idea of you know. Carrots come wrapped in a little cellophane package that you you can learn pretty quickly that they come in all colors and they actually、yeah. have green leafy things at the top. <laughs> Kids are so amazed when they when they, they are that and and they、time. get into it. You know, parents. I know you've said this so many times. Parents will say, "Oh, my kid's not going to touch that." Step out of the way and let's let them try it. They love the、so、taste、true. and the textures and the feel and the colors.、Um, it can be a real rainbow kind of a thing. Yeah,、um, I, you know, I, apart from the 
value you can get. And, and I, I will say, I, I want to talk about that in a minute um, because there's so much value you can get. And we're going to talk about some tips. You brought some tips, three tips on how you can save money at a farmer's market. But before we get to that, um, I want to get back to this fun idea that you can have at a farmer's market. I know I've been shopping at farmer's markets since I've moved to the area. And, um, and for me, it's just a community experience when you go to a farmer's market. I usually see you there. I see friends that are shopping. I see patients. Um, and I remember reading somewhere that you have, you know, three times more conversation at a farmer's market than if you shop at a grocery store. Um, that's been your experience too, I imagine. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we all know that social isolation is really a problem, um, for, elderly, for singles, for all kinds of people. And um, I hear from folks all the time who say, this is my social thing. This is what I love to do. And, you know, it can be a a really healthy thing to do. You're walking around, you know, and again, we'll have seniors who struggle with that, but, but you're walking, you're talking, you're meeting people, you're interacting. Um, It's, you know, you're outside. It's really that sort of third space, that community space that doesn't exist everywhere. Yes. Um, you know, the, the market that you and I both go to, it's in a commuter lot. It's it's not that lovely. There's not gorgeous <laughs> trees and places to sit, but but we turn it into something. It's 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 a it's a party every week that, that's around healthy food. Yeah. So um just the, the choices that that are presented to you yeah. there. Um, it's it's pretty hard to, to go wrong. You know? you know, it's so interesting that you talk about social isolation and how shopping at a market can um, really be a place to connect with people. You know, I think about now, we've kind of taken that even one step back with shopping online. Now you can click, you know, and right. um, find whatever you need online and pull up to a curb and someone brings it out to you or, or they even deliver it to your door. Um, and this is completely the opposite. It's really getting out and touching your food and selecting the perfect peach and talking to your neighbors and, um, and knowing your farmers and things like that. So I even had a friend's daughter who was a um, violinist and was terrified of performing in front of a crowd. And she just went to a farmer's market and sat there and played a song. It was no pressure. You know, it didn't have to be fussy or anything. And it was just a lovely experience. And it, it got a lot of confidence for her. And, you know, you can't get that anyplace else. It's really a relaxed environment. Um, it's it's a nice a nice place to go. And uh, a lot of the markets in our area are open from early in the spring until late in the fall. So you get the full season of, of beautiful produce. Um, and, and it helps people really learn what's in season. Because, you know, you can buy asparagus in the grocery store you know, year right. round, but asparagus that's perfectly in season and, and just picked, it's it's a whole different experience. So I think when we get back to that sort of cost discussion, a lot of times people will be like, well, you know, this is going to cost a lot more. Actually, the USDA has done a lot of research and in season um, prices at a farmer's market are very competitive with a grocery store. And, and additionally, you're going to find many, many more varieties and, and choices. So mm-hmm. um, it, 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 it can be a great value. I think some people have the perception that it's really only for wealthy people. And that is just not true. It's it's a great opportunity for everybody to take advantage of, of what's locally grown in their area. And then there are all these programs like the ones that we run that make it affordable for folks um, on a lower income to also get those fresh healthy yeah. foods. A lot of your work is really connecting people with lower resources to fresh food. So talk to me a little bit about that and sure. what that looks like. Well, we run a SNAP match program. So SNAP is the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, formerly known as Food Stamps. So people get a get 
food dollars loaded onto um, an electronic benefits transfer card. And those used to be paper checks. And, and in those days, um, you, you could technically use those checks at a farmer's market. Now, now a market has to be equipped to accept those EBT cards. So we help markets get that infrastructure in place so they can swipe those cards. And then as an additional incentive for folks to use their benefits at a farmer's market, because remember those benefits then flow to the farmer, that income, right. instead of to a big box store and out somewhere outside of the area, um, we give them a, um, a market match. So if you spend $30 at the farmer's market with your EBT card, we'll give you an extra $30 to buy fresh fruits and vegetables. So it's a really great deal and it really brings that price point right down so that folks can afford to try new foods. Um, a lot of times, you know, people with lower incomes are, are risk averse. They're not going to bring something new home that their kids might not like. They can't afford to do that. Sure. But with this extra, these extra extra dollars, they can try something new. And um, it's really fun to, to, to talk to them later on and say, oh, I, you know, I tried that crazy vegetable and kohlrabi's actually good. You know? <laughs> um, so we're, we're really, we see impact in, in not just in people's diets, but um, in the way they feel about their role in the community because honestly everybody wants the same things for their family. They want to, and they want to be able to give back to their community. So we, we really like to help people feel that they can, that they're making a contribution to those farmers. And they're very serious about that. We, yeah. we want our dollars to go to support those farmers. And that's really a mantra, I think, that that we all need to embrace. Our, our food system has so many issues, um, but that locally grown food is something that we all really value. And the, the demand for that just keeps increasing. But the way to make sure that that demand gets fulfilled is to support your local farmers. Yeah, it's Small Business Saturday every Saturday. Every Saturday, right? you got and it. You don't yeah. have to a fancy restaurant to have farm to table either. You right. Do That's right. That's right. right. And in fact, a lot this whole movement that I'm involved with, the SNAP benefits, um, came from a white tablecloth restaurateur who said, this isn't right. I mean, people with, with money can, can get whatever they want to, but people with low resources can't. And it's really been proven to be true that, that when people can't afford healthy food, they will eat it. You know, it's, yeah. you don't have to convince them. You just have to make it available to them. Right. So. Right. So we'll get to those tips in a second, but, um, just on that same point, food insecurity is sort of a hot topic right now. We know that there are 20 million families, I think that suffer from food insecurity. And I know that's a lot of your passion is connecting folks um, who are food insecure with fresh produce. And we've been talking a lot. It's something that we've started screening for in pediatrics. So the American Academy of Pediatrics in 2005, 15, I think they recommended that um, pediatricians screen for food insecurity using two screening questions. Um, and I started doing that. And we've had conversations about how um, that might look in an office and how you um, then continue a conversation if a family is food insecure. Um, you were telling me a little bit of some, about some of the work you're doing around that. Can you share that with us? Sure. Um, well, you, your statistic was a, a national statistic um, in, in terms of the, the food insecurity in Virginia. It's one in 10 wow. folks in Virginia that are food insecure, and one in six of those are children. So yeah. it's, it's a very serious problem. Um, in our own region um, here in Central Virginia, um, it's about 11.2% of families that are, are considered food insecure. So it, it is a huge issue and it's it's one I, I'm not sure that the medical profession has, has fully jumped on because we know that food is a basic underpinning to, to health and it's it's one of those real social determinants of health um, and, right. and lack of access to it can cause 
any number of problems. So we have a, a group of folks who meet in, in the community. Um, it's just a, a lot of partners who are involved with, with food access programs. Um, and we've started down a path of trying to assemble sort of a list of resources that a pediatrician could use um, or a clinician could use when, when they ask those questions. Because sure. there has to be a response to that answer, right? right? If right. someone says, yes, I'm food insecure. Right. And it, it turns out that unlike some other things in communities, that's not that that those aren't all those resources aren't always pulled together sure. and you want it to be a really comprehensive list because just giving just telling people that there's a pantry open on a Thursday that doesn't really solve their problem sure. it might get them some meals but it's it's not really moving along that path so including things like the snap match program like um school school feeding programs summer feeding programs getting just taking that more comprehensive view so that when a doctor does ask that question they've got a really good resource to pull out um, so I think there's a lot of folks looking at that kind of stuff right now to figure out you know how do you how do you ask the question and then have a good answer um, right when... no I really appreciate that because um, currently as far as I know there isn't a great local toolbox available so uh, you know when I um, I'm talking with families, I do my best to connect them with the resources that I know. And then I may show them things like, you know, our website with our budget-friendly recipes and how to use our mealomatic to kind of reduce food waste. But um, I don't think there's a comprehensive toolkit. So I, I'll be eagerly awaiting that um, and hope that you'll connect me with that so I can pass that along to families that need it. You'll be our 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 pilot user oh. when we put it together. <laughs> I love It'll it. be great. But these discussions are also happening at the state level. And I think there's a lot of recognition that, um, you know, food insecurity is pervasive and there have to, there has to be more systemic solutions and not just these little siloed efforts um, with very well-intentioned people. But you, you want to have that bigger collective impact and know that you're, you're kind yeah. of moving the needle. Now, Heidi um, was a project manager on the Dr. Yum project side for a program that we partnered with together, which is the Produce Pack program. Heidi, do you want to tell them about a little bit about P Produce Pack? Yeah, that was fantastic. It was a collaborative effort between um, Virginia Food Connections and our local WIC office, the Women, Infant, Children um, program, and the Dr. Yum project. And we all worked together. Um, Elizabeth and her team were able to uh, secure discounted food, right, to, to be able to, fruits and vegetables to put in packages. We bought these really great cold packs um, and filled them full of vegetables every week during the summertime. And when families had their visit, when moms had their visit during the summertime for the checkups, um, they received that pack. And along with it, we had... Um, we had tastings in the lobby, which was a really great way to get folks to kind of bridge that gap between a maybe kohlrabi or, or kind of a, an interesting, different vegetable. And they could taste it and taste healthy foods and understand that they actually are pretty good and pretty easy to do. So they, they tasted it before they went into the room. They got the vegetables. They got a flyer that had um, all the, the storage and prep instructions as well as a recipe and uh, a direction back to the Dr. Yum website for other recipes using the same vegetables. And then... The the really great part about this, uh, the, the icing on the cake, so to speak, <laughs> was that they could take that pack um, back to the farmer's market and get it refilled full of vegetables and fruits um, three times during the summertime. And, you know, we had some really remarkable results. The first year, I think we had about 27% um, redemption rate with people coming back to the farmer's market. And most of those folks had never 
really considered shopping in a farmer's market before that and had not really considered using some of the um, the vegetables and doing some some things so it was it was fantastic I think we did it three years and uh, unfortunately the funding for that went away and we're working on other alternative forms of funding right now and we are big believers in it and want to make sure we can give that to our community well we really did learn a lot from that program um, that what as you said that exposure in the in the lobby, you know, was a, a great kind of icebreaker to get people thinking and talking about about fresh food. And then when they would go into their clinic visit, and there would be even more discussion about it, and they would be given a sample. And and sampling is so important, so you know, important. To, to just put something in people's hands, put it in their mouths, um, and then that those multiple touch points of having them come back to the market a number of times. And really, I mean, our research from that project showed that the vast majority of those young moms just sort of really never experienced that kind of shopping before. So, you know, we know that, that that's something that, that sort of farmer's markets are up against. It's a different way of shopping and it's a more, you know, in some ways there's limitations. It's only open certain hours sure. a week and certain days. Um, but, but the benefits definitely offset some of those limitations. So yeah. um, we really encourage people to, to get out and find your local farmer's market. They're all over the place. They're, they're yeah. not hard to find anymore. So if you're listening and you have never shopped in a farmer's market um, and you're still on the fence, um, maybe budget would be helpful. So we were going to talk about these three tips because I have found personally that shopping at a farmer's market does save me quite a bit of money um, and I'm a little bit more thoughtful and and I plan better when I use the farmer's market because I know I have one shot now too because you've been so great in getting some other markets and days open. But um, so I, I use I sort of waste less as well but um, tell us about three ways that you can save money if you're shopping at a farmers market sure um, one of the great things about about markets is you're gonna find what's in season now we always have that customer who shows up in April and says where are the tomatoes or where's the watermelon <laughs> and you have to say come back in a couple of months you know um, but you, you again you get to see that whole seasonal cycle of, of, of how things grow and when they grow um, so uh, when you're buying something that was just picked it really is going to be fresher and more delicious and it's gonna last a lot longer and I think that's and that's really one of the key things about about locally grown produce is it's just going to stay in your fridge for a long time. Right. So you're going to get a lot of food value out of that purchase. Um, it, you're not going to find That's that really things true. rot that yeah, quickly. And, because you're getting it in the beginning of its life and right. not after it's traveled for a week from exactly. the West so, Coast. So my first tip is buy in season. You know, Buy what's growing right now. And it's, it's going to be fresh and it's going to be delicious. And you're going to be sort of stunned that this this is lettuce. And I expected it to just kind of taste like any old lettuce but it's got it's got you know they the the french use that expression terroir it tastes of the earth from where it came and it's really true you know you can that. you can get you can get those all those great flavors um another tip is to buy in bulk you know um a lot of times markets will provide a discount or, or you know make make it advantageous for you to buy a larger amount we see families a lot of our low-income families will will come together they'll buy a, a crate of tomatoes, they'll take it home and can it. Um, you know, there's lots of ways to preserve food for later use. Um, and when you can get it at its freshest, 
at its peak. And you said something about about how beautiful the produce is, and it is often beautiful, but sometimes it's not so beautiful, right. and you can get it for even less. Than yes, I did. yes, ugly so, still tastes good. That's right. And if you're making peach cobbler tonight, you want those soft peaches. You don't yes. want ones that are going to be ripe next week you know right. so um i think knowing what you're going to use the, the produce for and and sort of planning around that is is a really great another great thing you can do um at the market buying in bulk and, and finding ways to preserve you know huge resurgence of interest in, in canning mm-hmm. um but freezing is very easy too uh, that's true it's, it's not that's not a hard way to to preserve um I, I guess the, the, the final tip, and I could give you lots of them, but, um, <laughs> would be to, to know your farmer. You know, the, the great thing about a market is, is you, you walk around and you, you start talking to the folks who are growing the food, and they always have some great ideas about what to do with things. And, you know, you can you can talk about this vegetable that you're not that familiar with, and they're probably going to tell you some great ways to, to prepare it. Um, I, I have a little saying that if it grows together, it goes together. You don't have to be too fussy about, you know, is, can I put this with that? If it's, if it's in the same season, they pretty well go, go nicely together. And I do a lot of sheet pan cooking in my house where I'm cutting up vegetables and drizzling some olive oil and sticking it all in the oven and having those, those great roasted veggies that'll last a while. As we go through the arc of the season though, you know, right now we're at the time of year where it's all that great long lasting stuff. So that's another piece of that value proposition. You can buy potatoes and cabbage and sweet potatoes and hard squashes, and those will last you well into the winter. We have a customer who comes and buys these giant cabbages every year and buries them in their backyard. <laughs> it's it's some old country t- tradition, but it's just another example of w- of ways of the long lasting value of some of this food. So. <laughs> An extra rinse before eating. <laughs> yes, a, a couple of rinses, I think. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. So, um, what's new? What's on the horizon these days? Year-round markets okay. are a big thing. So you're seeing growers um, doing a lot more uh, greenhouse growing, um, putting up hoop houses so they can continue to grow through throughout the year. Um, that's that's definitely a, a happening thing. Yeah. Um, small markets, um, you're seeing a lot more little markets in sort of neighborhood settings, you know, mm-hmm. rather than than sort of big bigger community markets. Um, so smaller markets are cropping up. We're, we're seeing a lot of markets that are being set up in very low income areas and, and the farmers are kind of given um, some different incentives to make it worth their while to go in there. So uh, this concept is sort of called pop-up food hubs where, hmm. um, you know, maybe you're, you're packing um, boxes to take to a senior center and you're, you know, you're doing two or three things all in the same location so that it, it kind of makes it all work out for the farmer um, because it's a risk. You know, when, when you start something new, it's it's always a risk. Right. The the work that we do with the benefit programs, that's really expanding as well. There's there's uh, some federal support for these programs. And, you know, so we're really being able to, to get, the, get those programs in more markets, which is really exciting um, because pretty much anywhere you go, there's, there is a low income population and, and these are the folks that are, that are struggling. And, and this is just a, a way to kind of bring them in to, to the community uh, and make sure that they have access to the same great healthy food as everybody else. Wow. 
So another um, cool thing that we've been able to collaborate on is our summer reading program. So just a little bit of background if you're listening um, and you haven't heard of our program. When I moved to Fredericksburg, um, my kids were very little and we went to the local uh, library and we signed up for a summer reading program. Wonderful program, um, but I noticed that some of the kind of rewards or goodies that the kids would get were fast food coupons. And, um, and I thought, well, maybe we should have something a little bit more healthy um, as an option. Um, and so Elizabeth and I were able to come up with this program with the Dr. Yum Project and the Farmer's Market to reward kids with fresh food. So do you want to tell them how that's gone? Sure. We're in our third year, aren't we, yeah. doing yeah. that program? So um, our local library system has been a great partner and, and uh I think they took out the fast food coupons and instead they put in the <laughs> farmer's market coupons. And every year we see just more and more kids who are choosing that. And some of them have been to the market before and know what they're looking for. And others, it'll be their first time. And they come up to the desk and they're just so excited oh, and they fun. show you their little certificate. And then we turn that into tokens, little $1 tokens sure. that they can spend on anything at the market. And I love to hear these discussions that they have. Well, I want to buy raspberries and I want to buy cherry tomatoes. And they're all very definitive about the things that, the, that, <laughs> yeah. that they're after. And mom is, is standing back there smiling because she knows that they're actually picking vegetables. <laughs> so cool. Um, so it's it really has food been. food rewards on its head. It, Exactly, exactly. It has been a really successful small program, and it's one that can be replicated, I think, just about anywhere if you could just find a couple of partners who want to work yeah. on something like I mean, it's this. A, I, it seems like it's been a relatively um, smooth, mm -hmm. sort of uncomplicated program to yeah. um, to put forth, and um, not a lot of resources. I think we've put in a little bit for the tokens, but... Um, but gosh, the the payback to see these kids who actually want to go back and read more books yeah, so mm -hmm. they can get more blueberries. I mean, how amazing is that? <laughs> so I hope we can keep that program going. Absolutely, and and yeah, this year was our was our best ever. We had we had more kids coming through than than we've ever seen. So that was, that's it's it's a, a small but significant success story. I, I love, love it. it. Absolutely. Well, this has been a fun yeah. discussion. Yeah. I'm such a fan of the farmer's market, and you are such an asset to the community, I have to say. And I personally want to thank you for, A, growing the market to be such a wonderful place. I mean, when I think when I moved in to Fredericksburg in 2005, there were a small handful of growers, and now how many how many people it's do we more have? More than fifty five vendors? vendors now. Yeah, that's it's, amazing. It's just it is the place to be on a Saturday morning in Fredericksburg. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, and um, I look forward to partnering with you in so many fun and new ways. Absolutely. Thanks for being well, a guest. Thank you. Thanks for all you do to encourage healthy eating in the community as well. And I will see you at the market on Saturday. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Mary Washington Healthcare for their generous financial support of this podcast. Thanks also to Gay Adegbalola for her musical contributions. This has been Dr. Yum's Dish. Check out our website at dryum.org and search Dr. Yum to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. That cabbage, oh, she's a cutie. Please roll around and have such fun. Lettuce has pretty ruffles, but they're not number one. Give me some broccoli. Give it to me, please. Give me some broccoli. That's what I need. It tastes so good. 
Bushy head. That's what I said with that 